More of MKE in the Morning is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Give Back is back. We have, again, teamed up with Associated Bank to help local black businesses grow and succeed together. The home of Milwaukee Black Talk will be giving away $6,000. That's right, six Gs worth of free commercial advertising for three months to five black businesses each quarter of 2023. To sign up for this incredible marketing opportunity, visit blackbusinessgiveback.com. That is Black businessgiveback.com let's rebuild our community's backbone through exposure on the truth for official rules head to blackbusinessgiveback.com associated bank member fdic i know we keep talking about this i know we've been talking about you know just your body types and things of that nature early on on here on mke in the morning but I cannot help but bring up something we've been talking about during the commercial break. Not sure if anyone caught it last night, but uh, <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> yeah, this is rough. So we're, we're in studio, by the way, with uh, Telly Hughes, Steph Crosley. My name is Mel. You want to bring it up? I got to because they just uh, they just keep replaying. We've been laughing about this for the last hour, and I'm not even trying to be bold. I just come on, like you just you don't do this. So the Cle uh, the Boston Celtics are in Cleveland last night, taking on the Cavaliers. It's late in the game. It's a tie ball game. Grant Williams (laughs) goes to the free throw line with an opportunity to hit two free throws and possibly win the game. For the record. Basically, he really only had to hit one. That's it. So everybody's lining up at the free throw line. (laughs) Donovan Mitchell walks past Grant Williams, and Grant Williams said, I'm going to hit both of them. (laughs) And he didn't say it once. He said it twice. He said, I'm going to hit both of them. And I think he said with Fs. It wasn't B-O-T-H. He said, I'm going to hit both of them. Yeah, he did. He said, and what happened? Chest. And he missed <laughs> both of them. <laughs> and, and then <laughs> they end up losing the game in overtime. Damn. So I'm trying to figure out, like, so the coach, Joe Mazzula, Ooh. 
for the Celtics said something to him after Grant missed the free throws and when he happy. went to the bench. <laughs> and we've been paraphrasing what he possibly said to him as in <laughs> Fool, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Why are you sitting up there talking trash and you miss both of them? That's, that's rough, Telly. Like, yeah. And yeah. you know what? This is the thing. I appreciate the confidence. But Grant, if you don't know, if you don't know it, don't. Just don't. Because otherwise you will blow it. Yeah. And that's what happened. He blew it. Yeah. Yes. He blew it. And on top of that. He's gonna. His name is gonna become a verb. One million percent. Like y'all, don't Grant Williams. This. Like don't Grant Williams. <laughs> you know, and it's and I. So I. I, feel, I, I feel saw. Like he got to make a statement. He has to make a statement. One. He has to say something. <laughs> what type of I, statement do you I'll come up? I'm gonna have say. a press conference <laughs> to say, "Man, I tripped." Like straight up. <laughs> I know everybody saw it. Y'all ain't gotta tell me. You ain't gotta text it. You don't have to put it on social media. I know. I said I was gonna make both of them. Nope. Okay. And I missed both of them. Listen. That is hilarious. <laughs> I'm sorry. I um That's bad. It was bad. No, it was really bad. I said to them instantly, because we I'm not lying to y'all. We've been laughing about this for the last hour. <laughs> like during the breaks, we've just been and like not even laughing at him. It's just the situation. Like he was so confident. He said it with his chest. Yeah. Like Telly said, he said it more than once yeah. to Don. And then it it wasn't good. Let's just put it that way. It wasn't good. And for me, Watching it and for him to miss the first one after saying that, it, like even that made you go ooh. And then for yeah. him to miss the second one, oh, that that's rough. But after you missed the first one, where do you go back and say, "Hey, Donovan, hold on, man, I was I was playing." I, I was, I, yeah, man. He didn't look at anybody. Like, <laughs> His eyes were trained forward. He wasn't looking at nobody. Okay, he said, oh. "Yeah, hey, that Brad, is, just pass me the ball. Let me yeah, try to catch." That it. That is wow. No, that was that was rough, and it, especially for them. To then have to go into OT and then lose that—that's rough. That's gonna be on Sports Center all day. I'm tell you that much because we only been here for what two hours and we've seen it a lot. So let me put it to you this way: If you have never been on a team, I'm just here to tell you it makes it rough to show up for practice the next day. I can only imagine. Yeah. I'm sure the locker room after the game was rough. Yeah, because okay? the sucky because men talk trash all the time. They caught this on 4K. Yes. Oh, and it's yeah. like, you're going to get clowned. You're going to get clowned. Not just by the fans Maybe. and everyone else, but your teammates as well. Like, bro, I oh, thought you said yeah. you had us. Yeah, but no, but like, what about the teammates that did not hear it and didn't see it until <laughs> they saw the highlights? And they'll go back to them this Ooh. morning. But, man, you did what? What? Come Listen. on, man. <laughs> I just rough. thought you missed them. Mm-hmm. I didn't say you. I didn't know that you told <laughs> folks that you were going to make it. Because <laughs> you got to back folks it Folks, as, as, as the world. You got it. Because it was on he television. He was just talking to Donovan Mitchell. He was talking to all of us. He was. That's rough. Listen, I, I commend his confidence, but you, you definitely got to back it up. At the end of the day, it, it's just as simple as that. So that's, that's, a, tough, that's a really tough start to the week. I'm not going to lie. Wow. He'll come back from this, hopefully. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, I'm, really? I'm, I'm not upset about their loss because it, that's, that was good for us because, you know, Boston and us, we, we're sharing, um, not sharing, but we're, we keep going back and forth right now. And I believe 
since we took over uh, first in the East and the I think we're first in the NBA. Um, but ever since we took over, I don't think that they've been able to top us. But mm-hmm. obviously for every game that they lose, that's, that's good for us because right now in the East, it's us, Celtics, Philly, the Cavs, and then the Knicks who have been on a a man, a tear. They yeah. they're on a nine game win streak, so the the Knicks are up there. Yeah. Um, but then obviously we just had our sixteen game win streak broken by Philly. So and and Damn. you know what? I will say that was one of those things. Well, first off, sixteen games it's not easy. You know what it's I mean? Easy. So it's that's not. commendable. So shout out to the Bucks for that. That's the third longest win streak in the team's history. The longest NBA win streak this season, but. That was one of those things where that could have been broken by any team because it was such a target. Every team wanted to be that team that broke that win streak. You know what I mean? And obviously the fact that it's Philly made it all the more sweeter for them because they're close to us in theory. Um, As far as records go, I want their four games behind us. Yeah, four, which is not that many in the grand scheme because there's still, what, 18 or so games left. So, yeah, but um, right now we're looking good. We're sitting pretty in first. But uh, still got a lot of time left before we get to the playoffs. So yeah, and the reason why Milwaukee was able to get to that top spot and keep it that while because when you win sixteen in a row, there's nothing that anyone else can do to overcome that. It's not like other teams can gain games on you. Right. Like for a whole month. Literally. The Celtics was they never had an opportunity to gain a game, no matter if they won every Isn't game. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So for the Bucks to be able to do that and 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 put themselves in that position, but you got to think it took a 16 game winning streak for that to happen, though. But the thing is, so Telly, you make such a great point and observation. However, I remember when we were on quite the losing streak. And we still never fell below third in the East, I want to say. And even when we were third and for a very small margin of time, we were still so close that we very quickly took over the two seed. And then, of course, now we're the one seed. And by the way, I do have to correct myself. The Nuggets over in the West are technically a game ahead of us because they have for best record. For best. Um, oh, wait, no, no, no. It's us. Sorry. It's us. Yeah, I thought the Bucks had the best record. So we have one less loss than they do. So we're 46 and 18. They're 46 and 19. So, okay. yeah. Um, but either way, that just goes to show how good the East is, tells. And, and us, too, because, like I said, we went on a, a decent losing streak. And this was a while ago, but still. But when we did, that's kind of when we fell down a little bit in the rankings and then, to your point, went on a 16-game win streak. And still, the Celtics are only a game behind us with a few more losses, of course, but still only a game behind us with the uh, with Philly only being four games behind us. Like, the East is really, really, really good. Yeah, yeah. And the East is, is it's very top-heavy as well. And uh, But you have some teams that are will be fighting for those six, seven, and eight seeds that – could potentially give some, uh, you know, some Boston's and the Milwaukee's a, a little trouble. I don't think that any of these teams can can come and and beat these teams, beat the Bucks, the Celtics, or the Sixers in a seven game series. No. But if if you're a team like the Knicks and you have to face Boston in the first round, like that's not a matchup that the Celtics want to see. Mm-mm. because the Knicks are playing well, and not to say that the Knicks can beat them in a seven-game series, but, uh, like, if you got 
if if you're involved in a hard fought six game series, that takes a toll on you, and it takes away from you when you move to the next round because you're not going to have as much punch because somebody just taking some of that away from you. So um, it's not necessarily, you know, what happens um, uh, record-wise or how people finish. It's all about matchups once you reach the playoffs. And sometimes it just be a team – it may be a team that just so happened to be a seven seed, but they just play you really hard. Right. And and, – and so, like, that's the thing you really got to look out for at this point in the season is just positioning yourself to give yourself the be- best possible matchup you feel in the first round. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. Over in the West, though, it's really crazy. Nine through 12, they're all 31 and 34. Yeah. That's going to be, that play-in is going to be pretty interesting. So it's the Jazz, the Lakers, the Pels. And the Trailblazers that are all sitting at 31 and 34. And the Thunder is just below them at 30 and 34. So I think the West, it's going to be like a last-minute determination on who's doing that play-in, which is really crazy to me. But that's exciting. I like that. Yeah, it is. And I think that you have a lot going on in the West right now that – there's just so many dynamics where you got Kyrie joining Dallas. What are they going to become? At, you know, by the end of this season, you got KD in Phoenix now. Uh, you got Steph Curry just coming back with the Warriors. They can't win a road game. I know. Then Memphis had been rolling all year long, oh, and gosh. then now this John Morant stuff <laughs> is coming out at the worst possible time. Uh, yeah, I mean, the West have so many storylines. Like the Lakers made so many improvements. And now, LeBron's now out for but who knows now LeBron long. is out, and so you don't know if they're going to have enough. Uh, West, Westbrook going to the Clippers. Yeah, there are a uh, lot of storylines. Yeah, there, right? I mean, there are so many things that can happen in the West, and you literally have like you could give compelling arguments. For four or five teams. And can we also shout out the Kings for a second who are sitting third in the yeah, West? Exactly. My gosh. Like, this is a team yeah. that shout nobody out to Mike saw Brown. coming. Absolutely. Yeah, shout out to Mike Brown. Yes, Straight up. Yes, yes. So uh, you have so many to – and then you have – the Timberwolves that are playing better without Carl Anthony yep. Towns, yep. and then eventually they may get him back. So the West, there's so many things – that are in play, whereas in the East, you you have a lot of teams that East may be jumbled up. Pretty like, set, yeah. I think. But the yeah, West you pretty much know, yeah, right, what's going to happen. I mean, maybe a team may a team or two may switch a position right, between right. now and the end of the season. But but the top, to your point, we're very yeah, top heavy, yeah. and I think it's safe to say we pretty much know who the. I mean. I guess to play in, there's always that uncertainty technically, but I would say pretty much seeds one through six, we know. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, which is exciting, but at the same time, there still is a lot of time left. So, I mean, any, anything could change between now and mid April, which is really crazy because mm-hmm. that's only four or five weeks from now, but a lot could change. Um, so, it is exciting. It, it definitely safe to say that the, the playoffs will be interesting. I I genuinely, and I felt this from the beginning of the season, and I feel even more strongly about it now. I genuinely feel like this is going to be our year to win another chip. 
Um, yes. Easier said than done, of course. And hopefully, you know, everybody stays healthy and, you know, uh, stays protected so that we can make a run in the post. But I will say, Tully, the, the 16 games, you know, you know, all you need is 16 wins. Well, you have to have 16 wins in order to win the chip in the post. And that's all I could think to myself was, I feel real good about us stopping at that lucky number 16. I'm just saying, because 16 <laughs> is what you need in the post. I'm just saying. So I was not upset about it stopping at sweet 16. I'm like, bet. All we need are those 16 wins in the post. That's and the a chip sign. Is ours. I, a sign. You feel me, girl. You feel me. So that, everything happens for a reason. I, I really do believe in that. Yeah. And and the East is is very, very balanced now. And, and, you see uh, what Mike just said? I'm what? sorry. I didn't see it. Mike said the Kings are not real. They'll be in play-in games soon Bruh. enough. Come on, dog. <laughs> they're, From they're third, third to a play-in game. They're like, not going to yeah. drop. And, and I'm sorry, Mike. I'm not even trying to be this way, but are you a casual? Like, have you not been keeping up with the Kings? Because high-key, the Kings been that team all season. Like, yes. I, I literally have not seen them below fifth in the West since the beginning of the season. Like, I'm not kidding you. They have been in the top five in the West since we started regular season play. Like, for real, they have. They yeah. are serious this year. And they're not in third place by a, you know, just Fluke. barely. <laughs> like, yeah, that's not a yeah, fluke. yeah. Like, hello. They're two and a half games ahead of the Phoenix Suns. Who, who that's have a very made good a team. few, yeah. And who few. had to make some adjustments. They had to get Kevin Durant. I'm yeah, just saying. Yeah. Come hello. On. And on top of that, they are four and a half games ahead of the defending champions, uh, the team where he just left that coaching staff to go over to Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Yeah. There's so, a lot going on over there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of lot, – yeah, big ups to, to Mike Brown. He's been able to go to Sacramento and do something that the last probably six coaches haven't been able to do. Facts. And that's make them relevant. And, uh, and they haven't been relevant – in decades, I would mm-hmm. argue. Uh, it's when was been the last a while. time they really were? Uh, I mean, the last time that there was really some true excitement, I would argue, is when they got Tyreek Evans. Like he he was a rookie of the and year. And they didn't make the playoffs and they even didn't. then. But yeah. I'm saying, like he he like brought in a new yeah. era of Kings basketball, and obviously didn't play out the way they thought it would. But I'm just saying, like, and that was back when Brandon Jennings was a rookie. Yeah. You feel me? So it was even well before then that they yeah. really made a serious. Probably run. the last time was the Chris Webber, Vladi yep. Divac yep. days mm-hmm. when, when they that? played against the Lakers. And yeah. That was back when I watched. Yeah, NBA. Mike Bibby and all Come those on. guys. That, uh-huh. that was the. So it's been 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's been, been a minute. Been a <laughs> I think they minute. have the longest playoff drought. I, I would have to look that up, of but I think they wow. like current teams yeah, that yeah. Are, yeah, I think it's it's Crazy. been some years since the Kings have been in the playoffs. Well, I'm happy for them cuz they've struggled. And like I would almost compare them to our struggles for the longest time. You know what I mean where we just couldn't quite get it right. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm happy for them just as long as, you know, they don't do anything to hurt. Um, what we got going on because we do play them in Sacramento coming up. I think next two Monday or Tuesday we play them, so that'll be a fun game to watch. Um, but I actually, y'all, we were talking this morning about lifestyles and being healthy and getting your mind and your body right for summer season. Your hot girl bods, your hot boy bods, whatever it is you want to call it. I actually want to talk a little bit more about that because they are bringing back a classic fashion show. 
um, and they want to revamp it. And I'm curious to hear how you feel about this fashion show coming back into society. Um, it, they really only did away with it a few years ago, and there was a whole documentary on Hulu about it. Um, and there have definitely been some remarks as to how it doesn't fit well into the the woke culture that we are now experiencing. So we're going to talk about that on the other side. And it definitely relates to having a, a beach body and what your definition of that may be. But before we get to that, I want to do a, a cheers. Here's to the living room dance studios, to the backyards hosting victory celebrations, to the minivans doubling as dance team buses, and all the SUVs serving as victory parades. American Family Insurance protects your house and your car because they know they mean more than that. They're the launching pad to your dreams, and now you can save up to 23% when you muddle home and auto. Get a quote, find an agent, learn about their discounts at AmFam.com. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. American Family Insurance, insure carefully, dream fearlessly. You are listening to MKE in the Morning on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. So they are bringing back the Victoria's Secret fashion show. And I would love to hear how y'all feel about that. 833-212-1017. According to this article in Vogue, the internet is divided about it. So I want to know if Milwaukee is also divided. So the annual Victoria's Secret fashion show is coming back. The lingerie brand announced during its 2022 earnings call that took place on Friday that it is seeking to revamp its Angel Wings Field production, which was once one of the most anticipated and watched in the world. They said, quote, we're going to continue to lean into the marketing spend to invest in the business and also to support the new version of our fashion show, which is to come later this year. They said that the show will reinforce our commitment to championing, championing, there it is, women's voices and their unique perspectives. The event was put on hiatus in November 2019, following Victoria's Secret declining sales, poor television ratings, and controversies surrounding the brand. Um, Most notably, it was reported at the time that the company's CEO, um, his name is Les Wexner, had close ties to Jeffrey Epstein, who was charged with sex trafficking of minors and conspiracy to engage in sex trafficking. Damn! Yeah, so there there was a whole lot. And then also... Um, there was a New York Times article that was published in 2020 that accused the brand of creating a culture of misogyny, bullying, and harassment. Um, there's also a really, really good documentary on Hulu about kind of like the history and some not-so-great things in within the Victoria's Secret culture. And I will say there are a lot of other lingerie lines now that are really great about highlighting different body types. Victoria's Secret actually has tried to become a little bit more immersed in current society and the the way that society thinks about body types. Um, They've gotten a lot better about having more realistic images, but there are people who are saying it's too little too late and people who are saying you're only doing it for show. You're only doing it because, you know, you were caught 
not being more um, culturally appropriate. Um, and so there are people who are essentially like, nah, you, we need to do away with Victoria's Secret in, in the fashion show um, and all of that. But it did used to be one of the most highly watched events, I mean, really in American society. And so now they're trying to revamp. I just want to know, how do y'all feel, not even necessarily about the Victoria's Secret fashion show specifically, but about shows that uh, highlight women in bikinis and lingerie and like shows where, you know, women aren't wearing as much clothing in general. Do you feel like that's something that's still relevant to society? Do you think it's something that is necessary or do you feel like eh, we are we are so far past that and it is kind of giving misogynistic undertones? Let us know your thoughts. 833-212-1017. As a woman, I love the Victoria's Secret fashion show. I think it's all about female empowerment. And I will say I I love the idea of it even more now, knowing that they're hopefully going to have more body types. Because I I, I was somebody who I didn't didn't see that they only had models of a certain Mm -hmm. size because we were so used to it. You know what I mean? You you almost were made to feel like only women who look like this are going to model in the show. Like, that's just what it is because that's all it ever was. But now that... We're a little bit more woke. That, because honestly, that's the best word. I, I felt like I was sleeping on it before. I was. I was sleeping on the idea that not only tall, thin women model lingerie. There are women of all different body sizes that can model lingerie the and should to model it. The confidence. Yeah, I said there are women with different body types with the confidence because not totally. every woman with a with with a body type that did not fit what we saw was confident enough to go out and model it. Um, I personally have never watched the Victoria's Secret. Never, really? Ever Why is fashion that? Show. It just didn't res- resonate with me, honestly. Okay. Um, I wasn't into lingerie. I wasn't, I wasn't, I always talk about, I wasn't confident in myself. It was, and it just, I wasn't into fashion either. So it wasn't a thing for me. Um, but I do think that there's an avenue and a market for it. Um, it it's just a matter of what they, are they going to be able to um, to bring forth what they... Because I, I hope they're not looking to get what they got in the past. Like, I'm curious to see what will be the biggest difference or what will be new. Um, I do believe that Fenty or Rihanna recently had um, her fashion show, which was like the talk of the town when, when she had it. Um, and I know they're in the same playing field. But Fenty took it to another level. I feel like yeah. Fenty was doing from off rip what Victoria's Secret never did, which was yeah. showcase different body types. Not only that, Fenty did such a good job of having more women of different colors. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm talking from all different cultures and racial backgrounds, yep. but like different colors even within those cultural backgrounds, yep. if that makes sense. You know, um, I think that obviously with us black women, we know that we come in all different shades. Mm-hmm. And Fenty actually highlighted those different shades. Whereas yeah. Victoria's Secret, it felt like either you were brown or white. It yep. didn't really feel like there was that in between, you mm-hmm. know, if that makes sense. So I'm curious to see how Victoria's Secret will recover from their past. Yeah. But to also give what needs to be given. How do you feel, though, about like lingerie shows in general, because that's the only thing that gives me pause. I'm like, Mm -hmm. do we need lingerie shows? Like, I don't mind them, but like, do we need them? Yeah, I I think that, again, I think there's a market for it. Um, And and it goes back to what you just said. It is empowering uh, for the women walking it, uh, for women who 
want to get to that point to be confident to walk it. I, I do think there's a market. And with the way social media is, the way this, our generation is set up right now, lingerie is okay. A hundred percent. Would you walk around in your lingerie in front of people? Yeah, walk around in a swimsuit in front of Period. people. <laughs> Period. There's no there's no big difference. Like when people get so into either. that that conversation about what's appropriate or what's not appropriate. But when we go to a swim park, a, a, a swim pool, we're in two pieces most of the time. Or right. even if it's a one piece a thong one piece. Or if it's like, you know, we we're showing skin and body parts. Right. No, I would agree. Well, and it's all about the your mindset and the way that you frame it. Because isn't it interesting how, yeah, in theory, you can wear a bikini like anywhere. But if I were to show up anywhere in my lingerie, people would be like, whoa. But well, what's mm-hmm. the difference between my lingerie and me wearing a bikini? I mean, mm-hmm. if I tell you this lingerie is a bikini, you're not going to bat an eye. Like, you're not going to think twice about it. But as soon as you attach underwear or lingerie or bra to it, like, oh my God. suddenly it's inappropriate, which I do find very <laughs> interesting. Milwaukee, how do y'all feel about a fashion show that's all about highlighting women um, in lingerie and, of course, celebrating women's bodies? Do you think that as a society we have evolved past that or do you still feel like there is a place for a lingerie fashion show in society? You know, just considering the times, considering that it is 2023 and we know a lot more than we used to. 833-212-1017. Let us know your thoughts on it because personally... And I swear I'm not even trying to be this way. I'd like to have a fashion show for men where I'm seeing y'all do y'all briefs and y'all boxers. I'm just saying, I, I'm just trying to see some nice briefs and some nice boxers. So I don't get why we don't have that for men. I, I'm just saying. So how do y'all feel, Milwaukee, about Shut there up, being... Man. I'm just saying about there being a lingerie show for women. Like, let's say Milwaukee were to hold a lingerie show for all the local lingerie stores, because there are some here. How would you feel about it? Like, would you be interested in that? Do you think that there's a place in society for it? Do you want to see a male version as well? Or do you think we keep it uh, with just women focused only? 833-212-1017. This is for both men and women. LabCorp has a variety of open trials now that will fit your schedule. If you're working remote, you can continue to make money at your job while participating in these trials and earn extra cash while advancing medicine. So right now, They have studies for healthy adults ages 18 to 60 with a BMI between 18 and 32. The study involves two stays, totaling 15 nights and seven follow-up visits. Compensation up to $13,820 may be provided for time and participation. You can receive up to $300 per qualified participant. They also have a trial where they are looking for healthy men ages 18 to 60 with a BMI between 18 and 32. The study involves one stay, 15 nights, and one possible follow-up overnight visit and one phone call. Compensation up to $8,400 may be provided for time and participation. Receive up to $200 per qualified referral. Visit LabCorpClinicalTrials.com to learn more. This is MKE in the Morning on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The process and the end product are equally as valuable. Yeah. I don't got it yet, but I'm trying And I see that there's no point in me lying to you mm. Faces changing, yours ain't been too sided This year ain't been Kodak, but we can pretend uh, Like we dancing in South Beach, pretend uh, Like this car ain't got no squeaks, pretend uh, 
Cause I ain't got it on me No flights out to Perry Let's pretend uh, Yeah Let's pretend Don't be What's up y'all? We are back. It's MKE in the morning. Coming at you live from the American Family Insurance Studio here at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. In studio with Telly Hughes and Steph Crosley. How do y'all feel about the Victoria's Secret fashion show coming back? And do you feel like uh, there's a place for lingerie fashion shows still in American society? Just considering all the things that, I mean, sure that we know now, but also just the way that our conversations have been constructed over the last couple of years, you know, in light of certain people who are behind these endeavors, you know, certain people who have ties to some really, really bad people, i.e. Jeffrey Epstein. And I know that Victoria's Secret is trying to remake their image, especially in light of a lot of the things that have come out in the last few years. But even all that aside, how do you feel about lingerie fashion shows and putting women on display in this manner? Is it still necessary? Do you think that there still is a place in society for it? Or do you think we need to do away with lingerie type ideas as far as fashion shows go? Obviously, lingerie will always have a place in society. But do you think that there needs to be a worldwide televised fashion show for it? Because I think it's different going to Paris Fashion Week, Milan, you know, all of that, like New York. Those Miami, I mean, any type of fashion week you go to, obviously you're going to see those things. I think that's a clear cut difference from going flying to Milan and going to fashion week and, you know, seeing all of that up close versus the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show, which is a worldwide televised event that anybody could watch, you know, kids included. Do you feel like there is a place for it on our television screens or do you think that we need to do away with it? I mean, I've been extremely quiet for a very specific reason, and that is I have never really paid attention to it. It never applied to me, but it dawned on me that I actually may have to pay attention to stuff like this because what if my daughter wants to be a part of this? Like, how do I feel about it? And I think my... I always want to see a point. What's the reason behind it? Like, what's the reason behind having a fashion show? Is it just to get people to see the new trends, the new fashion, the new lingeries? But nowadays, you could do the same thing by going to a link and seeing all the new things. So uh, I think fashion shows should be should evolve with the time and like that was the point back then of getting your product out there and getting models to model your product and and i i get it but nowadays there's so many other ways to get information out to get your product out like i just want to see like and maybe there is a way to make it still relevant and still purposeful. Uh, I just think the old way of doing it just doesn't suffice as a good reason as to why you should still do it. That's all. No, for sure. Well, it's interesting because a lot of people are calling um, this new idea, this new wave of the Victoria's Secret fashion show performative. And they're saying that Fenty is part of, you know, what has pushed them to be a little bit more deliberate in, Mm -hmm. They're the the models that they choose um, 
in the ways in which they decide to show off their their fashion. For example, uh, this article says they aim to reinvent um, the clothing line in 2021 when they launched their Victoria's Secret Collective campaign featuring a plus-size model, an LGBTQ plus activist, and U.S. soccer star Megan Rapinoe um, in favor of the signature angels that a lot of people are used to when it comes to Victoria's Secret. And they said that they wanted products that reflected, quote-unquote, what women want. And I think that is so interesting because, to me, that definitely implies before it was more like what men want. And most of the people behind this idea of Victoria's Secret, literally the man who started it, or the person who started it was a man. You know, a lot of the ideas behind Victoria's Secret, the fashion show, and, you know, what the brand stood for was from the point of the view of a man. Like, most of these ideas did not come from women. You know what I mean? Which is so interesting. So I think that that's a point that we can't miss, which is the idea of this uh, resurgence being through the lens of a woman versus it being through the lens of a man and what men thought that women wanted. And I don't even know if any men really ever even had that idea of, yeah, this must be what women want. Like, I honestly think it was always this is what men want to see from women. But I also think that you have to look at where this idea was generated from and how that one person is speaking for the masses. I mean, because, yes, it was a man that may have founded Victoria's Secret, but that doesn't mean we all think the same way that he does. And he could have been a pervert. He could have been like, hey, I just want to, you know, find a way to uh, figure out how I can be around a bunch of models and, and get them to model off my clothes. And I mean, so you, you never really know, but it does changes the whole perspective with it's coming from a female point of view versus a man's point of view. And because it, it could be very subjective. It could be totally based off of what you like and what you're looking for and not, trying to figure out what everyone may be looking to get out of this. You're just hoping that they get the same thing that you're getting out of this. And so I think it does change everything. And now and it's not about all of a sudden it's, well, we care about what women think. They saw what Fenty was doing and it's you either get on board or you get left behind. And if you don't, if you're looked upon as, a company that is not inclusive for everyone, then of course you need to change that image and perception of yourself. And so uh, believe me, if Fenty didn't come around, Victoria's Secret would be on the same thing they had been on for years and years and years. It wasn't like they were just going to wake up one day and say, ah, we want Lizzo to be our pitch woman. No, wasn't going to happen. No, I agree with you. (laughs) And speaking of Lizzo, she tweeted, This is a win uh, for inclusivity, for inclusivity's sake. But if brands start doing this only because they've received backlash, then what happens when the trends change again? Do the CEOs of these companies value true inclusivity or do they just value money? Mm -hmm. And that is a good point. I mean, I think that Fenty definitely was a part of that. But for some reason, y'all, I feel like the year 2020 and 2021, really, Mm -hmm. for that matter, there was just a lot of awakenings that happened, you know, in, in, in so many different ways. Um, you know, and I, obviously I would start with the social uprisings that happened, but there was so much more than that. There was a lot more talk about inclusivity, diversity, you know, all of that. And 
body types played a big factor in that. And and I do believe, to your point, Fenty certainly changed the conversation. But I almost feel like Victoria's Secret was probably going to be forced to have some sort of reckoning at some point, regardless, mainly because of their ties to Jeffrey Epstein. But then also because people like the Kardashians, they made it so that it, it is more popular to be thicker and to be curvier, which, mm-hmm. you know, God bless them for that. I will say, even though it, it was giving uh, cultural appropriation, I, I do appreciate the fact that they made it so that it, it is sexy to be curvier and all that. Because to me, curves have always been sexy. But from a societal standpoint, it wasn't always necessarily talk, talked about in that way. I mean, yeah, in black culture it was. But you know what I'm saying from an entire society uh, standpoint. So I, I do appreciate that. But yeah, to Lizzo's point, what happens when it becomes trendy to be thin again? Is yeah. Victoria's Secret going to all of a sudden go back to thin is in? You because know? we know what it, how it goes. It just everyone goes with the trend. What's hot right now? What is everybody why doing? Why are women's bodies always so trendy? Like why do why do our bodies have to be the things that's trendy? Uh, I don't say that it just your bodies are always trendy. I mean, uh, let's be real. As of late, it's been trendy to hire a lot of females in sports jobs. It's been very trendy. You haven't seen these many female play-by-play or female, like there's always been a lot of female sideline reporters. But, I mean, in positions that you normally haven't seen females do, it beca- it, it's become a trend. And everybody wants to be the best when it comes to a trend. And we want to be the first. We want to say we're the first to do this. We were the first to hire a female so-and-so because it's like not only we are with the trend, since we were the first to do it, that means we are ahead of the times. We are hip. We are woke. We are this. We are that. So it's not just bodies. It's it's a lot of things and, and a lot of different trends that go on. And it may just only last for a little bit, but... But Lizzo does make a good point. What happens when uh, there's a study that comes out that says being obese cuts down your life expectancy because, you know, there's a better chance you may have, you know, a heart disease or something. And then it's, oh, my gosh, it's not even like it's okay to love yourself, but you better not love yourself too much if you're obese because you may not be around longer. So, I mean, things come and things go. We've seen it and and um but it she does pose a very interesting question and just not doing it just because that's what we're doing right now or that's the cool or popular thing to do or the least controversial thing to do. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. Let us know your thoughts. We're going to wrap up this conversation on the other side. And the town, we see you. We're going to talk to you in just a couple of minutes before we get into some other conversations. But before we do, attention, early education teachers. This one's for you because Penfield Children's Center is now hiring. Benefits include competitive wages, a 20% discount on child care, 10 paid holidays, full insurance coverage, and a sign-on bonus. Penfield Children's Center provides a fully inclusive early education and child care program for children six weeks to six years old. Embracing the core values of lead with love, do what it takes, and the belief that we are better together. Apply online at penfieldchildren.org slash jobs. That's penfieldchildren.org slash jobs. It is MKE in the morning on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Show me where 
the same Photoshop, bitty bitty models on magazine covers Told me I was overweight I stopped eating, what a bummer Can't have carbs and I'll go summer If I could go back and tell myself when I was younger I'd say, psst What's up, y'all? We got the town on the line. Good morning, the town. How you feeling? And what are your thoughts on the Victoria's Secret fashion show coming back? Mm, okay. Um, how you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Um, uh, okay, first I want to say that. First, I want to say that uh, uh, I think you said something about uh, Kardashians or whatever like that. And they was getting, uh, they got more people to wear wear clothes because they thicker or whatever like that. I think I think I think you said that, and then I'll, I gotta say, just real fast, no to that because black women did that. Well, all I didn't. The, all the fashion. I didn't say that. I'm just saying it's okay. they made it. They made it trendy to be curvy, is what I said. I didn't they, say they'd say anything yeah. about clothes. So I'm, I'm gonna have to. I'm, I'm, with that one, with that one, I'm gonna have to respectfully disagree. I feel like the black. Black women that made it. Well, of course. And you you and I know that. You and I know that. But I'm saying from a mainstream perspective, because unfortunately, they they had a certain chokehold on the mainstream audience that a lot of black women have not had, not to their level, at least. That's all. I'm just calling it what it is and from what I see. But I but I understand what you're saying. And I agree with you. You got you got a big um, you got a big platform. So we got to let the people in the mainstream that don't know, know the real facts. It really wasn't for the Kardashians. Kardashians do that. It was really the black woman, and they was fo- they was following the trends of the black woman facts. Uh, in the hood. You know, you know, said facts. Okay, let's get past that. All right. Um, with um, with the Victoria's Secret, right? Um, so it, it was some people dealt with dealt with him. with dealt with um Jeffrey Epstein that was in the company, correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay. All right. So, and I'm saying, like, well, I think that they got they they got the right as, as any other to do business any way they want to, without ridicule. You know why? Because, like, what about Subway? People people still eating Subway. You know what I'm saying? And 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 they had the most heinous guy as they spokesperson for a long time while they knew it. So, I think when it comes to them boardrooms or whatever like that, they. They do what they need to do to, you know what I'm saying, to make them more money and then the fallback on certain stuff to get that off. Because, like, okay, you can talk about Jeffrey Epstein and Victoria's Secret, but then, you know what I'm saying, that opens up a whole Pandora's box of who was messing with that guy or not. Now, on the, as- on the aspect talking about the show or whatnot like that, this is Cable, this is 2023, we have... Over 200 cable channels. We have a whole bunch of stuff on the internet, 
or whatnot. You got Tubi, you got Hulu, you got a lot of stuff. If you don't have, if you don't, if you feel your kid shouldn't be watching that, you as a parent should put the proper placements on that. Or- yeah, I couldn't agree more. We'll continue this conversation at some in the morning. It is MKE in the morning on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.